you are not your mental illness. You have mental illness. And being mentally ill and being successful is something that is very, very possible. So for a long time, I felt like being mentally ill, I felt unworthy, I felt undeserving, and most of all, I felt like I was too unstable to have a successful relationship, have a successful job. And it was all proved wrong to me because you can have a more successful relationship and a more stable relationship being mentally ill than somebody who's not mentally ill because having a relationship has nothing to do with whether you're mentally ill or not. It has to do with how much effort and how much work you put into having a healthy relationship. And the same goes with having a career or having anything that you want because you're mentally ill. You have to be willing to take risks. You have to be able to put yourself out there and go outside of your comfort zone because growth is never going to feel comfortable. But when you feel uncomfortable, this is when you are able to learn new things, learn new skills, and grow as a person. And the more you put yourself in these uncomfortable positions, the more that these situations feel comfortable. There was once a time where I couldn't even go to work, where I was unstable in my relationship. And the more I exposed myself and practiced to challenging the things that I was unable to do at the time, the more that these things are natural to me. There used to be a time in my life where I couldn't do anything without my boyfriend and now I am very interdependent in my life and there was a time when I couldn't go to work and now I'm a dental assistant and I'm taking on this business. It's all about how you see yourself and how much you can challenge yourself to improve in these areas to have a healthy and successful life. So I want to talk a little bit about when I didn't go to work and how I helped myself return to work. So when I was going through the worst of my anxiety, I felt like because going to work was something I didn't want to do, being mentally ill, like at the worst of my mental illness, it just, it felt impossible. Every shift that I went to, it felt like 15 hours if it was a four hour shift. And I used to be a cashier at a grocery store and eventually I just stopped going. I felt like I couldn't do it. And then every single time that I called in, I felt unworthy. I felt undeserving. I felt like I was worthless and like I was never going to be able to hold down a job or do anything that a quote unquote normal person would do. And this was the wrong way of thinking because as I built my tolerance and as I, after I took time off of work and I messaged my boss and started doing eight hours a week and I eased myself back into it. I built a tolerance to being able to be in uncomfortable situations. And that's all it's about, really, is growing your tolerance to being in an uncomfortable situation until you feel comfortable in that situation. So I started slow. I started with eight hours a week. And my first shift back, it wasn't just like I had 20 seconds of courage and everything was fine and I was all of a sudden fine. I had 20 seconds of courage to get into that shift where I cried six times in the closet in my first shift. I was shaking. But six months down the line, I was enjoying my shifts. I was talking to my coworkers, and things were beginning to change for me. I would never suggest just throwing yourself out there, all of yourself, all at once, because that would be incredibly overwhelming, and it probably wouldn't benefit you at all. But when you really don't want to do something, and you work towards challenging that thing, then this eventually becomes easier. And the growth that you have, the proudness you have of yourself, it becomes addicting. I am all too familiar with the feeling of waking up in the morning, looking at yourself in the mirror and going, I don't think I can go into this shift without bawling my eyes out, without being unstable, and not to mention the fear of losing control in front of everybody. I didn't want to panic in front of everybody. I didn't want to, I didn't want people to know that I had anxiety, that I was suffering this bad because I was ashamed of who I was. I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted to be normal. And it wasn't until years down the line that I realized that everybody has something. 
And it's okay that you're mentally ill. It doesn't have to, being mentally ill doesn't have to be, oh, can she do this? Like, are people expecting me to fail? Are people expecting me to freak out? It's a separate thing. Being mentally ill and having a successful career are separate things. Sometimes doing things just means that you have to work a little harder. But but throw away the idea that you can't have a job if you are mentally ill. That you won't be able to have a successful relationship if you're mentally ill. My first relationship was a mess. My next relationship will be healthy. And no relationship is perfect in my opinion. But when I say that my first relationship was full of me being codependent, it was me being needy, but I was in a lot of pain. And I just, I looked so much to my first partner for external validation, for happiness, for everything that I couldn't give myself, I looked for from him. And so my next relationship won't be like that. Near the end of my relationship, I was completely different from when I started. Fights that we had in the beginning were fights that we didn't have near the end because I worked on this. And success is something that you can have if you work towards it. You have to set an individualized plan for how you're going to get this. What are my weaknesses? What are my strengths? What are things that I can work on? You have to really look inward at what you're struggling with, why you're struggling with it, and then you have to look at how am I going to solve this. There was a big time in my life where I felt like I can't do this because I'm mentally ill. Instead of saying I can't do this, I started saying how can I, how can I do this? What are the steps that I can take to be able to do this? Are there any goals I can set? Things that I can work towards being able to do this? And then sometimes it's just about taking a risk. You might fail. You might not keep down that job because you might not show up to your shifts. You might make mistakes with it. But if you work hard enough, eventually you will be able to have a successful career and you can have a successful relationship and successful anything else in your life that you set goals towards. Instead of saying, I can't do that, say, how can I make this happen even though I am struggling with mental illness? Really, what is the alternative? I'll give you an example with success and mental illness with my driving anxiety. For a long time, I felt like I wouldn't be able to do anything with my life because I was so terrified of driving that if I had to go anywhere, it would take me like a week's notice for me to mentally prepare for this because I felt like it was my death. And in that situation, if you told me that a year later I would be enjoying driving and I would just drive for hours and hours with my friends, things like that, I would not believe you because I would not step foot in a vehicle. I thought it was my death sentence. Every single time I stepped foot in a car, I thought that I had to mentally say goodbye to everybody. But this is something that I worked towards. The reason that you can't give up with your mental health is because there are steps that you can take to always be improving. And I know that it feels like improving isn't linear because it's not and it feels like it's not possible but it is the more little things that you do the more that it adds up I started out really really small I started out with driving around the block by myself I started out with in each of these things took 20 seconds of courage then I started by every single time I would go to the city I would go with somebody else because I would get so confused with the road rules that I would make so many mistakes and so I had to drive with my friends until eventually I was comfortable driving in the city by myself. So I did not just throw myself out there. It took me a lot of different steps, but if I gave up in that moment, then I wouldn't be able to drive comfortably and drive happy right now. And I'm so glad that I didn't give up. If that's you and you feel like you're too far gone to be able to get better, I want you to know that you can get better. 
that you can succeed and that just because you have mental illness does not mean it's you. Mental illness doesn't make you, doesn't take your personality away from you, even if it feels like it does. It doesn't take your talents away from you, who you are as a person, your morals. I just want to move on a little bit and talk about the feeling of uncomfort because I know that growing is sometimes the most terrifying thing in the world because it's individualized to you, your fears, your insecurity. It's going against everything that feels natural to you. If you're somebody who struggles in your relationship with your emotional responses, how much you blow up, I was like that too. So it's okay. If you're somebody who struggles with that, then your uncomfortable thing will feel so unnatural. When you, when everything in your body is telling you to react, to get angry, to take control of the situation, then you have to take a step back and say, this is my anxiety. We're challenging this right now. And whether or not we wait five minutes this time, 10 minutes the next time before we react, then that is challenging yourself no matter how small the steps are. And every single time that you do that, you are training your brain to be more resilient to uncomfortable situations. And when you can be in an uncomfortable situation, then you can grow a lot. And it's scary. It's terrifying. I know that challenging everything that feels unnatural to you is absolutely terrifying. It feels wrong. It feels like you're not supposed to be doing it. It feels like it goes everything against what is safe to you, what's, what you automatically do. But these are the things that you have to do no matter how many little steps you take to to start working on it. This is one step closer to you being successful in whatever you want to be. Success is found when you make goals to work towards what you want. Being mentally ill doesn't have to hold you back from your life. And even though it might feel like it, you are so capable of holding down a job even though you're mentally ill. I know that you might feel like, what if I have a panic attack? What if I go to work and I lose control? Or what if I stop showing up to my shifts because I have a bad mental health day? These are things that you can be honest with your boss about. You can say, I struggle with um, mental illness and I'm trying my best here and you have to advocate for yourself. For me, it took a while, but when I first started going to work and I said, I can only handle eight hours a week right now, then that is something I had to be honest about. And even though it made me feel embarrassed, it shouldn't have because you have to set goals of what you can manage until you can manage more. Don't be afraid to advocate for yourself, to open up about this, to open up about your fears with this. But you can do it. I know that you can do it. I felt like I couldn't do it, and you might feel like you can't do it, but it is so possible. And it's so easy to be sitting at home anxious, wondering if you're ever going to be normal again. I hate using that word, but that's how I felt when I was going through this. It's so easy to be sitting at home and just be wondering, am I ever going to be like everybody else? Am I ever going to be able to work? Am I ever going to be able to drive to work without panicking or go through the situations that are directly triggering? If this is what you're setting your goals towards, then your exposure to this and little steps towards being able to desensitize yourself to these situations will be able to really, really benefit you in being successful in the workplace. But it all starts with trying and it's really, really terrifying to put yourself out there, especially if you do have those feelings of shame of who you are and if you're terrified of it holding you back. But you're never going to find out how much you can do with your life until you really push yourself out there. When you get out of your comfort zone, when you say, I'm going to do this anyway, even though I'm scared of it, you're never going to find out. And I think that sometimes it's 
a big pattern with a lot of people, including myself, to just not do things so that you don't find out the answer. I didn't want to go to school after I graduated high school because I didn't want to fail. And that fear of failing held me back from going at all. When really, if you just go and you take baby steps, and instead of saying, I can't do this, can I or can I not do this, say, how am I going to make the steps to be able to do this? I had a lot of allergy fears. And if you're familiar with my account, then you'd know that I suffer from health anxiety quite a bit. But another thing that held me back in the workplace was I didn't eat. There was a time where I couldn't eat without my EpiPen. Actually, I didn't eat at all. But once I was finally eating, I couldn't eat without like my parents or my boyfriend being in the same room as me with my EpiPen ready to go. And so when I would work eight-hour shifts and I couldn't bring a lunch with me to work because I was terrified to eat. So instead of saying, I can't go to work because I can't eat, I would start by saying, is there a single food, no matter how unhealthy, whatever food it is, that I can eat and challenge myself to be safe with at work? So I started with goldfish, and so I would get a bag of goldfish on my break and eat that. And it was better than nothing because even though it was just goldfish and it wasn't really filling me up or doing anything nutritionally benefiting me, it was enough for me to challenge myself till eventually I was eating whole meals in the break room. Don't let that inner voice that you have that's telling you that you can't do things control your life. Because even though you are having things that might be holding you back, You can take control of this and you can work towards having those things again. And it might not feel like it, but you can. So if there's anything to take out of this podcast, then I want you to set a goal. I want you to write it down and I want you to start asking your questions. What steps can I do to be able to get myself here? Is there anything that I can do to make this better, to expose myself, to challenge this? And if your goal is start getting back to work, then you can ask yourself questions like, is there anything I can do in the mornings to help myself? to push myself to get into work? Can I make my lunches the night before to make this easier? Can I advocate only having a few days a week? Can I do things that are going to benefit you? And I know for a fact that the longer you stay out of work, the more these feelings of, I don't think I can do this, are going to be there. And don't get me wrong, taking mental health leaves, doing things like that, these are good things. For me, I needed to take that time off of work to reevaluate what I wanted in my life. Because not going to work was making me miserable, even though being at work made me miserable. So what I had to do is I had to go to work until it made me less miserable. I had to really, really push and push and push until I felt more comfortable in that space. I went from crying in the closet to work actually being my safe place. And even if that doesn't happen to you, then it's still just an example about how successful you can be. I think it's important to mention how hard it is to do these things. I know that I've talked about that this whole podcast basically, but it's really hard to see yourself doing things that feel not possible. If somebody told me a year ago if I was going to get better, I wouldn't believe them. I did not think it was possible. I felt like I was beyond return. Like I had so many different issues to work on that I would just was never going to get better. Because if somebody told me to make a goal and ask yourself how you're going to get there instead of if you're going to get there then I would have like a list of 100 things that were wrong that I needed to work on. But no matter what and how long I waited, I would still have to have those 100 things to work on. So starting on them that day and working on them small and doing a little bit each day, not to overwhelm myself, not to burn myself out, but to challenge different things. And I prioritized it as well. So there was many things that I put on the back burner that weren't 
directly affecting my life. I would choose what I wanted right now and then I would say I'm going to do little steps until I can get there. But what I'm trying to say is if I waited five months to do that, I would still have those hundred things. If I sat there resistant to the fact that I had those hundred things to do that was never going to get better, then it wasn't going to go away. And even though doing things small feels like there's no progress at all, when I look back on the years and all the things that have changed for me, even how I cope with bad days, how I cope in a relationship, it's the little things that really stick for you. They really help you improve managing everyday situations. You don't need to feel unworthy. I know that you might. I know that you might feel like you can't, that it's absolutely impossible for you to be able to go to work. But once you give yourself that courage and tell yourself that you can do it, and then take care of yourself, advocate for yourself for what you need to be able to get that done, then it'll all be very possible. And before I end this podcast, I would just like to say that I know that it's hard. I know that you might wake up in the morning and you might feel like because you're having a panic attack, you can't do it. But even that you can do. The amount of times that I've had a panic attack and had a meltdown and not even my own prom, I had to pick myself back up because I didn't go to half my prom because I had a meltdown right before we were about to leave. It's about picking yourself back up. And there's many times in my life where I'm panicking and I feel like I can't go to work, where I have to sit myself down, I have to have the self-discipline and tell myself, you can do this. Once you calm down, you will feel like you can do this. And I can't make a decision right now. I can't impulsively say that I'm not going to go to work because I feel panicky right now. I have to pick myself up. I have to tell myself that I'm brave and that I can do this and that when I go through this situation, when I get through this shift, I'm going to be so proud of myself that I'm going to want to do that again so that I have that feeling. I'm keeping this podcast a little bit shorter today, but if you have any questions, then feel free to find my account. It's on Instagram and I have a website as well called That Anxiety Community. And send me a DM, comment on my pictures. I do a weekly Q&A where you can ask me questions about how I've managed my anxiety and then I answer them in a video weekly. Um, If you need me to expand on anything in this podcast or you're just curious about anything, just let me know with those comments, the DMs. And I really, really appreciate your support and I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. It's really important to me that I help share how I found my success with work because... I know it's a huge issue out there where many people feel like they're not going to be able to be successful and they're never going to be able to deserve things because they're mentally ill. But being mentally ill is just completely separate from success in the world. Being mentally ill might make things harder for you, but it doesn't have to make them impossible for you. And you can still have the things that you want to have if you work hard and you set goals on how you're going to achieve them. So thank you very much for the support and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you.